20 glasses of wine. And I'm just like, how are you still standing? <laughs> Is she the one I met as, as I was leaving? Okay. Yeah, she, yeah. She was who? Good morning and welcome to Downloadable Coffee Dallas. I'm your host, Rebecca, and joining me today is... Shay. <laughs> this, this podcast is where we recap the game events happening around the DFW area and beyond, as well as look at, <laughs> at the topics that took over the VGOCC last week. Uh, there wasn't actually a lot of stuff that happened over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the last thing that I have in my notes is Pack West happened. It just finished up September okay. 3rd. Right, and that was it. I didn't go. It's way the hell out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know many of our members who went, um, but there's there was a lot of controversy over over at PAX, uh, specifically with like riot and things. Not in in the notes, but I know that um, I know that Wright tried to hold a panel and it excluded men. I'm guessing is what the thing was saying. It didn't go over well. Not. <laughs> Um, so I'm not going to get into it too much because I feel like that's kind of a topic that we've talked on quite a bit. And it's, I don't know how I feel with seeing Wright try to pull themselves out of the crater that they've kind of put themselves in. Uh, but I wish them the best of luck because I know a couple of people over there and, or I knew a couple of people over there. And I mean, yeah. they're not all bad. <laughs> there was another event. Uh, I, don't, I, I didn't know about it, but there was one that happened this weekend called Staple. It's like an independent media convention. Oh yeah. yeah. Jose was supposed to go to that. He had a full setup. He's a he's he's an artist that mm-hmm. regularly attends video game open coffee club. Um, but his booth setup, I guess his banner and everything and all of the art prints, somebody broke into his car and stole them like about a thousand dollars worth of Oh no. Yeah, worth of worth of convention setup stuff. Um, but so he's working on he 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 had to cancel his trip to Austin for a staple, but oh no, uh, yeah, man, that sucks. It sounds like he's he's been talking with the like when he informed the people that run the convention that he couldn't go. I think they set him up a GoFundMe to to take care of him or something. I don't I don't know. Okay, but, uh, well we'll have to get we'll have to talk with Jose and see how he's doing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's. That was the past event. So yeah. we very quickly went into that. Uh, and here's what's coming up. Upcoming events. Upcoming events. So Game Dev Drink Up is this Thursday. It's the second Thursday of every month. Put it on your calendar. I told you, I told that to pretty much everybody that, that attends our club regularly. It's at Vickery Park in Plano, at, and it starts about 8 p.m. Some people start rolling in about 8.30, so it really depends on what kind of crowd you want to get involved with. And, oh, they also have a wine walk during that same time. So I'm not... That they... was fun, to, to walk through <laughs> all the confused, drunk people. Yeah, there's, a, there's a friend of mine that goes to it pretty regularly, and she's like, I had 20 glasses of wine. And I'm just like, how are you still standing? <laughs> Is she the one I met as, as I was leaving? Okay. Yeah, yeah. She, she was a hoot. She <laughs> she's, was a hoot. she's great. Uh, so that's one. And then tonight, so in the well, we're going to try and find somebody to go to this. September 10th tonight is D-Stop's micro-attack at Node Coworking. They usually start about 7, 7.30. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it's a whole bunch of things. One of our members is going to be doing a intro into legal for any developers because there's always questions that come up like, how do I copyright my game? How do you how do I protect my intellectual property? So on and so forth. And so he wants to kind of start getting out there and being a lawyer <laughs> or attorney, something, the word for a guru, a sage <laughs> to help help indies get in there get their stuff out there and get it protected so if you're looking for that definitely check him out um his name is tyler so uh so super excited for that and no i don't think we have another person did we another person oh at the microtox yeah um i'm not sure actually i don't know either Mm. but i'm gonna be there (laughs) uh okay so that's happening and then of course This is the countdown to September 22nd, which is Industry Giants. We're going to be there. I need to get your email so that I can get us a ticket. (laughs) But we're going to be there. And we're going to be doing a special segment of DLC to go. We're going to try to get some of their speakers on or some of the attendees, see if we can get anybody to to talk. In other words, we'll just run around the convention and just, I don't know, try to describe stuff as we see them. It'll be fun. (laughs) And that's everything that's coming up. So let's... Go ahead and jump into the VGOCC recap, the video game open coffee club for any of our new listeners. Uh, we have coffee club every Thursday and Friday. One is at Whole Foods and Run Around. And the other one's here at Nirvana where we do our recordings at on Mondays. Uh, that one's on Friday and both clubs start at 8 a.m. So now here's the recap. Recap. And I just kind of took everything and kind of correlated it down. We normally talk like each day separately, but it's been getting to a point where we just kind of bring all the topics mm-hmm. and we just talk on all of them. Yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to remember well, which thing happened Thursday versus uh, Friday. Right, and we have a lot of members that go both to the Thursday and the Friday group. And now I'm having people ask if whether or not we're going to start another one in downtown Dallas. Um, I don't know. Stay tuned. So, okay, so here's here's one of our first things. Sword and Sorcery Switch port won't support Twitter because it's a vat of toxic waste. That's what the title here is. Uh, apparently, Sword and Sorcery, someone who was saying this, they were one of the first games that allowed you to tweet out of the game, and now they're kind of backpedaling and saying, we're not going to do that. Uh, and I, I kind of agree with them, to be honest, especially over the last, I don't know, couple months with all of the firings that have happened out of Twitter yeah. and just, it's a toxic space entirely, just to be honest. Uh, so it's kind of cool that they're, that they're trying to taking a stance and saying, no, no, we really don't want to do this. Yeah. It seems like any situation that arises, both sides end up just kind of escalating and you get crazy, for lack of a better term, crazy people on both sides <laughs> that are just way too passionate and trying to, Cut each other's throats over stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on, I mean, you got to draw a line somewhere, and I draw the line when she starts throwing death threats at me. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So that was one. Then we have Sega suggests Yakuza 3 remaster and spin-off localization in Yakuza Kimawami 2 survey. Uh, essentially, what they're doing is bringing over some spinoffs and titles from Yakuza over to the United States, games that haven't been here before. 
I've never heard of Yakuza until I moved in with some, my current roommates. And he was playing Yakuza Zero. And it's just over the top. I think probably my favorite thing is the karaoke sections you can do. Because it's not just like, not just, <laughs> it's not just like a guy and you hit the buttons. No, it goes into like a full musical production on it. And I'm just sitting on the couch going, what, what is this noise? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. It's like a game within a game. And that happens multiple times. There, there are several I mean, several mini games in there. There's one that is kind of inappropriate, but it was a rock, paper, scissor game. But you play as beetles, but these beetles are scantily clad women. Interesting. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about it. <laughs> I it, go go look it up, okay. YouTube it, something because it was I just kind of oof. yeah. So this is kind of interesting that they're bringing over these other titles into a world to making it worldwide, uh, especially taking the time to localize it, which is kind of hard. If you remember any of the very first. Japanese games that they brought over, it wasn't always the best translation. Since then, we've stepped up our game, but still, <laughs> at the time, it wasn't exactly one of our best. So it's kind of interesting. They did this through a survey just to see who, what, which would be the best to bring over. And I think this will be kind of cool if this kind of creates a trend and it brings over more games that we hear about in Japan or some of the other countries. And now they're coming up and they're able to get over here and be like, wider adopted. On the flip side of that, those countries, Japan in particular, they have crazy turnover rates for like how many games they put out, especially when it comes to the mobile, because mobile is one of the biggest platforms, but in most of Asia, <laughs> Europe, I think there's a little bit more in PC and console and okay. getting into, into mobile. So don't quote me on that. Not, not super thing. This is cool. Okay, uh, then this is kind of interesting. I was trying to read through the article, but I hadn't had the full time. This is Polygon. Yes. Polygon is updating its review program for 2018, saying farewell to scores. Now that's scores. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Uh, Which a lot of people seem to be pretty on board about, it sounds like. Right, we were talking about this. Well, of course we were talking about this. Why would it not be in the thing? Uh, one of the things we were saying is how, collect my thoughts here, because I'm trying, I'm like, try, I'm like reading at thinking. the same time as thinking and it's not all working out well. One of the things we were pointing out is every time a Let's Player or a viewer has to play a game, they kind of have to be the first to it. Right, and so they feel like this this huge amount of pressure. If we look back at the IGN incident where the guy was copywriting, this is a bit different, but he's copywriting. There's still in that in that incident, there's still discussion about about the same topic, and where there's so much pressure to be the first one out the gate with the information that not all the time are the reviews the best that you could possibly get. Looking back at, like, Cuphead. Do you remember Cuphead? Yes. Right. So there was a review that came out about Cuphead where the guy was stuck for, like, maybe two minutes trying to do a double jump, and he couldn't do it. Well, he was also trying to do it live, I think. 
I want to say he was trying to do it live, but there are some reviewers that try to do these stuff live. And your consciousness, having streamed myself for a little bit, your consciousness is kind of split in two, right? One, you're trying to entertain, and the other one, you're trying to play the game, and it doesn't always work out well. But people are brutal about it. They just tell you how much you suck at the game without realizing that your your conscience is kind of split. So I'm wondering, and like I said, I didn't get all the way through this. So I'm wondering if whether or not that's something that they're they're trying to combat. And part of the rating system, it looks like, is they're just going to be switching over to like badges. I say like disapproved or or something along those lines, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, because... And I said this, I think, at the, the Friday meeting. Something that I always loved when I was a kid was, you know, on the back of the Nintendo game, you had the Nintendo seal of approval. And, like, in that, you know, as a kid, that really meant something. Now, things changed a little when, when Nintendo Wii came out, and then there's all this shovelware, and you've got, like, these kind of throwaway games that are just, like, you know, bar- Barbie sing-along or something. We're trying to make a game to, to grab, like, seven bucks here or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I like the idea of, of having like a stamp of approval, like, Hey, this is, we like this. And then maybe a little reason why, but, mm-hmm. but uh, yes. So I, I kind of like this. So I want to, I want to say kudos to them. Not that they know me, but kudos to you guys kind of interested uh, about how you guys are going to go, go all the way with this. Uh, supposedly they've been kind of slow rolling the, the program out. Now they're going to do the full release of it. So awesome. Okay. Surprising inspiration behind behind Monument Valley's most beautiful levels. So this is just an article that's kind of putting the comparisons next to each other on what levels were inspired by what. And some of it was just like decor. Some of it is just color scheme. Uh, there's some that are like weird art. Art director on Monument Valley. Um Non-objective composition. That was one of the levels. Vampire Weekend was another inspiration. Uh, I visited Pompeii, but they have it next to, like, somebody from Rule, Paul's Drag Race. So there are some really interesting in here. Nicki Minaj, Super Super Bass was an inspiration for a level. Yes, Peter Pan is one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. It's actually one of my favorite stories of all time, Peter Pan and the originals books. If you've never read it, it's one of my favorites. I have not, but I need to. Mm. So this is kind of cool, just kind of seeing the inspirations next to each other and how it all, all works out. And then, oh, and then there's a little screenshot in here kind of showing how they did like a portion of the walking animation when you move it so that the person can walk across the bridge even though there's supposedly a gap from one Mm -hmm. angle. That's really cool. Valve clarifies what troll games look like. (laughs) Do you know anything about this? Uh, No, I don't. I don't remember much of what we talked about. Uh, I seem to remember them saying that they didn't actually clear it up all that much. It was kind of a like well, I'll know it when I see it sort of a deal. I think um, I, I did not read the article, but based on what, what the others were saying at the Friday Club, I got the impression that they were intentionally keeping it vague so that, so that um, I don't know, 
at their own discretion, they could kind of serve as a gate. Mm. They're they're very much standing by yeah. the the freedom of expression on this. Just from the quick glance that I'm having here, they're very much standing by the freedom of expression and straight up trolls. What? It, yeah, they don't really give a de- definition on it here at all. Yeah, and so there was speculation that uh, the intention may be to like try and mitigate some of the knockoff games, just people blatantly copying assets and game ideas. Right, when you were telling me that one of the developers from D-Stops, Sunny, no, Summer, (laughs) Summer was talking about how when she released her game, there was already like a rip out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, was it, you didn't tell me that? I don't don't think that was me. Who told me that? I thought somebody told me that. I could have sworn it was you. Somebody was telling me that within like seconds of her releasing her game, there was already somebody using her stuff and putting it out as, as their own. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I told you, I forgot. <laughs> and now I'm just appalled. <laughs> this one says the escapist relaunches with no politics pledge. Enthusiast gaming require, acquires publication, repoints former... I-E-I-C-O, Escapist Respit. Announced today it has acquired the Escapist magazine and will be relaunching the publication under the direction of reappointed former editor-in-chief. I'm not going to lie. I did not know that the Escapist was a magazine. I thought it was a video game. Somebody had mentioned it at Thursday. Jose mentioned it on Thursday. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. They're changing the game so that it's not super political. No, this is a magazine. Completely different. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat because we rediscussed it Friday. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is what we were, I guess, talking about yesterday. I I missed something on Thursday. So you're not alone. Whatever, Mm -hmm. however it was brought up Thursday, I I feel like important details were missed. But yeah, it's, it's journalism. That I guess went away for a while and is coming back, which seems to surprise a lot of people because I don't know. It, it seemed like um, some of them were surprised Friday because it seems like if you've, as a as a journal journalist, mm-hmm. if you've got a following, you can have more success just doing it on your own than going and trying to start a new journalism site, which I guess this journalism site or magazine, whatever existed. Okay. Hmm. Well, to to the point that you mentioned, there's some truth to doing some of this stuff on your own. Um, And starting a journalist site, there's a lot. There's just a lot that has to go into it. So I can can see where they're coming from, especially because, like I said, I run a marketing firm. And one of the things that we do is writing. One of the things we offer is blogging. And there is, there's so much that goes into every single assignment that we have to do that it's kind of mind-boggling that my teams are able to keep up with it as well as they do. We've done, for one client we had, we did daily blogging. And that is extremely difficult, especially if you're a single person having to do it. Because all of that that comes in there. Uh, with us, you at least have 
part of your research done when it's when you're handed the assignment before somebody that's having to do it absolutely on their own I I gotta give it to them like I wouldn't (laughs) it's like not me there's a reason why I was sticking with creative writing and fiction and then I got into what I did get into and it's just kudos to anybody that can pull it off there is oh right I did have it I did have it on the list to write, employees leave under complicated circumstances after PAC session, excluding men. Yeah. Which, I guess, I guess they came out on social media and made some accusations at the fan base and kind of dragged Riot's name into it. And so Riot had to let them go because it's like, well, whatever your standing is on this, like, berating people on social media and kind of dragging our name into it is not really okay. Right. And I mean, you're coming off of that again. The, it's again, Kotaka reporting on it. Like, I guess they just have it out for right at this point. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, you're, you're coming out of, out of this hot topic that you, I mean, people, they, they opened the doors, mm-hmm. right? They, they shared what was behind the curtain and nobody liked what was behind the curtain. Not a whole people liked it, right? But what was behind the curtain? And then you just, you try, you're trying to climb out of the pit that you're in. And every time you seem to get a handhold, somebody just comes over and just kind of kicks your, your fingers, right? Yeah. And it's like, nope, nope. And that's kind of what I'm seeing here is they, they toned for the culture in late August as going on for violating our social media policies. So two of the people were fired for violating social media policies. Some of them are referred to as sexist because it excluded the panel of men because it excluded men. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things going on in this article. Yeah, it sounded like what happened was so they had this panel at PAX where they excluded men. You could only be female or non-gender binary. And uh, some people on Twitter got on and said, oh yeah, way to combat sexism against women with sexism against men, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that, getting uh, you know, frustrated and two employees got on there and accused people in the fan base of being man babies and Just not like, understanding the definition of sexist and all this stuff. And, and it's like, and then Riot had to come out and say, well, you, you got on social media and called our fan base man babies. We have to let you go. I don't know. So both sides are kind of escalating. Right. It went. It went to the the man's baby comment went to uh, like you said against their thing, which their manifesto is players first. Yeah. So now you're putting down your own player base. Kudos, guys. Good job. Said with all the sarcasm, I can master. It's it's it, it, with any topic. It's it's frustrating to to look and see people in our industry that are just <clears throat> not behaving <laughs> in an exemplary way. They're like, right. like come on guys, it's 2018. We should be able to talk about this. And Right. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to get into it because I feel like we talk about, we, we've talked about this topic to death, but they're trying and it's, it's not an easy fix. It's not going to be overnight. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to take time, and right now they're trying. So you got to give them at least that little bit of credit, but in the ways that they're doing it are not always on point. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to leave that topic there. That kind of wraps up everything that I know that you guys have covered on Friday and everything that we covered last week, mostly, unless there's anything that I'm missing. That's, that's everything I can remember. Okay. Hmm. Well, this is the time where we usually head in, into either the expansion hour, expansion hour, the expansion topic, the, the uh, DLC to go, our newest segment, which if you haven't seen it or heard, seen it, if you haven't listened to it, I did do a DLC to go, our very first one, which was Vince Sidwell. He, I talked with him about Industry Giants, about a bunch of short guys to try and get to know the organization a little bit more. So if you're interested in that, you can head back about two weeks ago to episode 29 and hear everything that's going on there. And, or we'd have a guest, but I wasn't able to get our guest <laughs> today. So our expansion topic is what, what I was playing around with a little. And I decided to revisit one of the things that we talk about, one of the things that we do at the club, which is what are you working on? What are you playing? But before we go into that and talk about it, let's go ahead and do our shout outs. So as always, thank you to Nerdvana, for always allowing us to come here and host our podcast and bring in strangers and things. Thank you so much. Well, they're not strangers. They're good friends of ours. Otherwise, we wouldn't bring them in. So they're good friends of ours. So thank you so much for letting us do that. You guys have been awesome. Your baristas are amazing. I always get my London fog the moment that I walk through the door. It's great. It makes me makes my, my Mondays that much better. Uh, I don't start with a Monday's blues. So thank you so much. Then... To Trey, who, by the way, is supposedly going to be in Texas next week and will be joining us on the podcast. That's what he says. Holding him to that. Trey has to edit this, so he's going to hear this. I'm holding you to it, Trey. One of us. (laughs) So I'm super excited to see him come in. I haven't seen him in ages. He's been off gallivanting and being awesome, which is always great to hear uh, everybody just being amazing. So super excited to have him come on. I've never actually met him. We've talked a ton on like Twitter and Facebook Messenger kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I've, I've never actually met him. So. Yeah, well, when he when we're getting around to the point of starting this and everything, it's also the t- around the time that he moved out of Texas, mm-hmm. kind of following his career path in composing and sound editing and so, so forth. Uh, so it's been super amazing. And if you guys are interested in getting some help, you can always go to TreyMix.com, where he always puts up tutorials on how to make your stuff sound better. He's used our podcast a couple of times to show how to edit and certain sounds and things like that. So it's always amazing. Always cool. Go check it out. Then, of course, Enwar, he worked very hard. Last week was Labor Day week, right? Yes. Uh, we all got a little bit slipped up all over the place, couldn't get all of our stuff together. But Enwar was pretty much on top of it. And when he didn't see the episode... The, for him to post, he kind of reached out. So thank you so much for following up and keeping keeping up with us, Anwar. And Jose and Melissa, I also wanted to thank them again because they made they finished out the logos. The logo. Yes, right. they finished out the logos. I'm glad you figured out what that hand yeah. gesture was. <laughs> she was doing sort of sideways jazz fingers for those butterfly hands. Can't see our voices. <laughs> so. Yes, thank you to them. I'm super excited. We're going to get that stuff up. So you guys are going to start seeing all of our logos and stuff be updated. Let's just thank people for the expansion hour. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone, for the expansion. Oh, well, I also want to, you know, I haven't actually done this yet either. 
But I also wanted to thank our members because without them, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to really do this show. True. And having just the sources of articles that we can just draw from actually helps us. Without it, we wouldn't be able to continue to do this. And this wouldn't even exist if people weren't so passionate or re- w- requested it so often from us to do mm-hmm. that we actually put the power behind it. So thank you guys so much, as always. We couldn't be here without you. And I'm saying this now because this is like episode 31. 31. We made it to episode 31. We started the end of January. We've been going every week, almost every week consistently, except for maybe one. That's because all of us were like scattered across the globe at that point. Uh, So it's been awesome. It's been great. There's Matt, not in the suit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So one of the guys showed up to the club on Friday dressed up because Gearbox apparently throws a homecoming. So that was really cool. See him come dressed, ducked out, and just... To just the nines. Awesome. Awesome. Nice <laughs> so, now, okay. Where does that even come from? Dressed to the nines. Like, what? I don't... I don't uh, get it. It's got to be... Colors? <laughs> Callers. That would have been great if the phone had turned rang right then in there. Yeah. So okay. So that's all of our thank yous. So let's head into. I guess this is just kind of ex- an extension of the shout outs here, to be honest. Because this is again, like I said, we're we're not uh we're not a group without without everybody, right? And one of the things that we constantly do, and I've mentioned it before, we do a shameless self promo, right? Shameless self promo. That's what our Discord says. We have a Discord. If you're not on it, get on it. We have a Discord, and it just Seeing everybody's just passion and what they've been working on and sharing it and getting the support has been amazing. I've seen some of our people, and even for me, I like a, a story for me. Uh, one of the things I was struggling recently with is one of my novellas. It has a long story behind the creation of it. It wasn't always good. It was very hard for me. And I spent like the last four years struggling to get past it. I kept saying, I don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to go back and rewrite the entire thing or this or that. But when I reached out to one of the artists, Joel, Joe Hires, who we had on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Who's fantastic. He, he is an amazing, amazing artist. He sits down at the, po- at the podcast. He sits down at the group and will sketch the entire time while holding a conversation, mind you. And then the, by the end of it, he just has these awesome, awesome characters. Right, Always mind-blowing. Uh, so I reached out to him and I asked him to give me some help. Uh, and the moment that he started and worked on the book cover, the new book cover, because I was like, I'm just going to relaunch it, revisit my career as a creative writer, a novelist, novelette, whatever you want to call them, um, revisit. I don't know if I can. Right. So I, I did it. And like the moment I started seeing his progression from the sketches into the digital and what he gave me last time, it was just kind of like, I felt like, like things had opened up for me again. And I, I felt really, really good. And then, of course, you had read it and had helped me as well and just giving me some feedback. So that was really good. And that kind of helped me. And I hear this time and again on some people where they found like a new home here, where they feel like they have support now. And especially in such a solitary thing as doing indie game development, when you're not always surrounded by a team, you're kind of always the one man. It's or one woman, <laughs> the one person, you know, it's it it's hard, right? And I think of the club as a good way of people coming out and work and, and just kind of getting the support that they need so they're not always 
alone. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely found that with, and that's like, that's one of the biggest appeals of any job is Mm -hmm. finding people there that you like and having kind of a work family, right? A Mm -hmm. team that, and you're not going to always like everybody at the company, but but you will have your your close-knit work family. And uh, going Mm -hmm. freelance, you obviously don't, Mm -hmm. don't easily have that. So a group like the Video Game Open Coffee Club, I think, facilitates that role really, really well mm-hmm. because you're with a bunch of other creatives that don't necessarily do exactly what you do. Um, they may, um, but but it's all the in the, in. I mean, mostly video game industry, but mm-hmm. definitely like creative type people that are easy to mm-hmm. right. relate to. And, and Right. And we, we're starting to see kind of a growth in the club and people are coming in and they're sharing what they're working on. We have artists and they always show what they're, what, if, if it's like a character they're working on or a level they're working on or, or something along or that. convention they're yeah, going trying to, to go to. <laughs> yes. They're going to bring it and they're going to show you. And it's always amazing. And then we have What Are You Playing? Because, again, this is a video game. But it's also really cool video game club. This is also... We are <laughs> in a giant video game uh, so video game clubs, it's always interesting to see where across the spectrum what people play. So you have those that are very much only indie, I'll only ever play indie games. And you have those that are very much only AAA, I'll yeah. only play AAA. And then you have people like me who's in between, who's just like, I'll play whatever. Well, people that only oh. play mobile games. Right, mobile games, adventure games. I think one guy picks like puzzle games a lot because anytime he recommends games, it's always some puzzle game. I'm like I just can't, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, There's this little game called Tetris. Maybe you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, if it wasn't for this group, I wouldn't know about so many games that are coming out. Like Death Stranding was one I didn't know was going to be a thing. And some of the some That's of the stuff that. Kojima one. Yeah, it's a Kojima one that's kind of looks weird. I saw one of the trailers, and it's just like they show a whole bunch of action, and then they show like the last half of it, him just walking and climbing mountains. Yeah. And that's all I saw. But everybody else is super excited about it. It looks trippy. It does. It does. Uh, Dead Cell was another one that kind of took the club that got very excited. Uh, And uh, just seeing so many people into esports, like, Esports was kind of that backyard thing that I didn't really think about. Yeah. But it's so huge in the group. And apparently in Dallas, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Mm -hmm. it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I think Arlington, we're going to be getting the largest esports center in the, is it the country? I don't know, state, country, one of the two. But we're getting the largest thing. Like they won the bid for it. It, which is kind of crazy because there's a lot that are in, based in Frisco and in Dallas, but for Arlington, which is like a good hour drive from yeah. anywhere, it, it was interesting. So it's really cool. The game, and David was supposed to talk on this. He didn't. He wasn't able to make it out here today. But the game that everybody was super, super excited about was Spider-Man. We talked Spider-Man. about the con- controversy about the puddles last yeah. podcast and this one, but everybody was super excited about Spider-Man. And so I'm, I'm going to be excited to see what everyone, like, who picked up the game and what they went through. Right now I'm playing through Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. And that, I got I got much further. I pretty much spent the entire Saturday just playing that game from, like, 11 to 12, 12 like, 11 a.m. in the morning to 12 p.m. at night. And I haven't played a game for a very long time like that. So it was really exciting. <laughs> 
Like the places, the things that happened in it, I don't know. I'm still not 100%. We talked about it last podcast. I'm still not 100% on with this story. I just kind of, I'm more interested in the world than I am in the character, like the character I'm playing because I just find her kind of flat. Which everybody's like, really, Ray? You spend so much time talking about how you want strong female characters. This is literally what you've been asking for. But there's things about her character that I just don't don't connect yeah. with very well. It, and I'm, I'm still bare, like digging into the story a lot. I just spent the like last three hours of my play session just clearing the world, uh, opening the map up because you have to get onto like these big giant giraffes to open up the world maps. So that's what I was doing, <laughs> just to open everything up. Uh, so, yeah, are you playing any games? Uh, I finally started playing Final Fantasy XV mm. um, because been... it was on sale on Steam. Have you been enjoying that? I, there are a lot of parts of it that I have been really, really enjoying. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of parts of it that have been frustrating the crap out of me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, And looking online, it seems like a lot of people find the same frustrations. Like the main mode of, I don't know if you've played fifteen. I have. Okay, so, you know, the primary mode of transportation they stuck in the game is a car. Mm-hmm. But then they capped the speed at like 30 or maybe 40 miles and like it's extremely slow <laughs> it's extremely slow in fact i think if you level the chocobos up i think they get faster than the car which is it's crazy to me like so that's one of my biggest frustrations is how they kind of force the game to be slow by having the car just not go very fast or all these moments where you walk up to a thing and have to hit x or something to like squeeze through a crack in the wall <laughs> and they like slow just so slowly move through it I'm like guys this is like pulling teeth don't don't make me i don't know the I best just, story that i ever heard out of final fantasy 15 the car runs out of gas right yes. you, you gotta buy gas in yes. that game so the car runs out of gas my friend instead of of like buying the gas she takes she she Gets the guys to start pushing the car. And then she takes a tie, hair tie, and rigs it so that it'll constantly push the car all the way to the destination. <laughs> she just sets it down. She lets that happen for like 20 minutes. She's like, I didn't, I know I could have buy it, but I needed this lesson. <laughs> no, I actually abandoned the car. I just said, screw the car yeah. and started running everywhere because yeah. I felt faster on my feet. Well, yeah, because they even put this mechanic in the game where at night, like, demons come out. And it doesn't, I don't know what purpose that really serves because most games, like, that have a nighttime, to me, that's the most enjoyable time of the day because, I don't know, there's, like, colorful lights that are more interesting and stuff. And I don't know, there's something about nighttime mm-hmm. that's just fun to go go run around at night. I don't know. But but you can't drive the car at night because you've got Ignis screaming at you like, this is really irresponsible, man. You shouldn't be driving at night. Like, there's demons. You should just go back to town and you can ignore them and say, no, like, let me take over. But, but then these demons are going to jump out in the middle of the road and you can't drive through them. So you have to abandon the car anyway. I don't know. Just, <laughs> That's actually why I abandoned the car. <laughs> yeah, it like... I don't see a point to it. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to serve a purpose. But... Um... But there are things in the game I, I do really like. The story's pretty, pretty good. And mm-hmm. made me choke up a couple times. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I didn't make it very far, to be honest. Because I started, and then it just got to be where the world was way too expansive for yeah. me. At the time when I was playing it, 
it just felt way too expansive for me because it took so long to get places. And and now that you're mentioning it, it was the car that kind of drove me nuts. Yeah. And getting away from it afterwards and being able to start riding the Chocobos was awesome. That was probably around the time that I started to enjoy the game. But then it also took such a long time to get to the story points, too, that I just found myself kind of uninterested after a while. Uh, I don't know what that says about me when it comes to story after I harp so hard on, like, having narrative games. And then I'm like, the narrative in these games. <laughs> like, yeah. This says a little bit of something about me. But it's been cool. Uh, one of our members was playing Dead Cell. And he was saying that he kind of likes the way that they, they kind of unlock the dungeons and, and such. Does it have dungeons? Uh, there's a lot of, like, how it unlocks and how it pokes fun at, like, very stereotypical things in the game, in games. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm trying to remember what what are some of the other things that... I mean, David was uh, going on and on about how great Spider-Man is. He said, like, the for those of you that played Spider-Man 2, the mm-hmm. game, that I think most people tend to to be most nostalgic about that one, it seems like, because it was like the sandbox mm-hmm. with the just free roaming with, with spidey webs, you mm-hmm. know, throughout the city, which was awesome back in the day. He said this completely lives up to that nostalgia. I'm sure if you played that game today, it, it, mm-hmm. like games have come so far, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be what you remember. But he said this very much lives up to that. He said the the move, the moving around using the spider webs and stuff, he said it's the transportation and stuff is all like very fluid and seamless it feels great to just like swing from buildings and stuff and flip yourself over on top of buildings he said everything the combat and stuff is just very fluid and, mm-hmm. and i was watching stuff. some let's plays on oh, it yeah. and it looked like they that and i he the player that i was watching was not hitting the story at all he was just going around Sweet. he just he enjoyed that and it looked like it was very smooth and seamless on how you moved about the thing that I liked when I was watching is the animation portions of every time you lick over the web, there's always like a flip or a spin or some sort of weird twist, and then you hit the webs again, and you go again. And it looked very smooth and crisp. Although, one thing that I do notice in this, I don't, I don't know if there's a way to fix this, but I've noticed this in when the, the Let's Player was playing it, and sometimes when I'm playing in Horizon Zero Dawn and other games, there are times when you are attacking where you're stuck in the animation and you can't dodge. And so while you're in the middle of this attack, you get hit, <laughs> right? And you just hear them going, I don't, like, I tried to dodge, but I can't dodge because yeah. I'm stuck in this animation. Yeah. And some of these animations are, are stupid long. Like for one of the attacks that Aloy does, don't even get me started on how many, one of the attacks that Aloy does is she has this heavy spear attack where she kind of, like, it's a huge wind-up, and then she'll hit, and it's so long. I mean, it's a good two-second animation of this, and then she'll hit. But during that time, like, while she's in the middle of that wind-up, just a monster comes and wrecks me. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> and I see that a couple times a couple times during that gameplay, and I've seen it a couple times during uh, Fantasy Final Fantasy 15, where I would be in the middle of trying to attack, so, like zipping somewhere, but yeah. I couldn't get out of the animation, and I'm just zip right into right into death. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens so got, often. They've got those like anchor points that you can like warp strike up to and right. then dangle from them, but it's the camera is super finicky, and those like 
by the time you can actually warp to it, then it'll disappear because something else has come into your view that that it wants you to warp to instead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good with the bad yeah. all the time. So I'm going to toss it back to our members. I, we really should do this a lot more, especially with any of our members that are more online than they are phys- physically at the clubs. And that is, I want to know what you're working on. What are you playing? Tell us uh, on Facebook and the Discord. If you don't have the Discord, just let us know. Put it on Facebook. We're all there usually. <laughs> we should get a P.O. box and go, go super old school. I have people oh, gosh. write in letters. No, send me an email. <laughs> please, please send me an email. Uh, yes, let us know what you're working on. What are you playing? I, I kind of want to know because I want to see if I can support you in somehow. Just maybe it's helping you get your title out there, or maybe you're having a hard day and you just kind of need somebody to talk to. We're here. We're always here. There's somebody that's always willing to give a helping hand if you let us know that you need it. Right? Come see us on Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah, if you can. If you can't, you know, there's Don't. always there's always the other thing. <laughs> Send an email. <laughs> So, all right, guys, that's about all we have. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. We're here every Monday. Podcast is released on Wednesday. And if you're looking to join us at the physical clubs, you can go Thursday to Whole Foods off Runner Road in Plano or here at Nirvana. Friday Yes, Friday is at 8. Or you can also go to our Tuesday, if mornings aren't your thing. We have the last Tuesday of every month is our beer club. And you can join us there. We'd love to meet you. Hope you have a great week. See you next time. Later. Bye.